there's a donut shop that's raising its prices by 20% overnight. So the next day you go in, you're paying 20% more. If you walk around your grocery store, you'll notice that you're getting a lot less for a lot more money. And oh, by the way, there's zero service. But don't worry about it because there's a VP at Wells Fargo who says, it's okay, don't worry. The average American has money just sloshing around in their pockets and they're more than willing to pay whatever price they need to pay to get what they want. Good heaven help us. We've got a lot to talk about. Keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times because this is the soul of wisdom and here we go. So dear listener, it is episode three now of the soul of wisdom. Three, yes? Three, yes. Producer wife. So if any of you are questioning whether or not we are committed to this we just spent a good yeah we just spent a good 45 minutes uh because we already recorded this particular segment and it totally didn't work so we had to troubleshoot because we were missing some audio uh but we figured it out and here we are so yay Yay. go us (laughs) oh you gotta laugh at yourself sometimes uh anyways this is soul of wisdom i am dan the producer wife beth is joining me as always I say always. It's our third episode. Yeah. Well, Whatever. it's still always. I'm not going to do it I without have, you. I, well, I, I was going to say I haven't missed one yet. Well, there you go. So uh, visit us online, soulwisdom.com. Email us questions at soulwisdom.com. Follow us on social media at soulwisdom. Do not forget, you must like, subscribe, share, review, all those things, depending on what platform you are finding us on. You know the drill. Just go do it. Thank you. Okay. So... If you haven't noticed, dear producer wife, um, prices have gone up. I have noticed. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, I know you noticed. A couple days ago, I did a Facebook post. And I said, and this is on my personal feed, I said, everybody should relax. There's no inflation at all right now. I know this because when I just went through this week's grocery ads, the sale prices were only 20% higher than the regular prices were over the summer. I also know this because yesterday I only paid $4 a gallon for gas, whereas it was $2.29 this time last year. Certainly these are signs that the economy is fine and that no inflation exists at all. Nothing to see here. Seriously, we good. Uh, I was you know, trying to be funny there because I think in truth uh, we ain't good. No. No. Um, there is no denying that uh, you know, they've pumped trillions into this economy and as a result everything is just kind of on fire at least just a little bit yeah Uh, but anyways when i was going through my news and you know review and learning and all those things that i do this morning uh, i came across a uh, clip from uh, fox business Uh, one of the hosts had on uh, wells fargo advisor uh, senior advisor senior vp actually his name was mark smith and they were talking specifically about uh, Delta Airlines and um, some of the things they're facing with fees and things like that. Yeah. Uh, but he's this uh, Mark Smith dude from Wells Fargo said something interesting. So I want to play this clip. And this is the part where we went wrong when we recorded this before. So, so fingers cross that fingers this works. Fingers and toes. Fingers, toes, um, you know, brain cells. We're going to cross yeah. it all. And hopefully this works, and uh, I want you to hear what he has to say because this I found disturbing. So let's go. Yeah, it seems to me that, again, this gets back to the consumer 
which is being overlooked somewhat uh, with all the concerns out of D.C. with the debt ceiling and inflation. Are, are, do you think the consumer is in position to, to save the day, as it were? Hey, Charles, thanks for having me back on. The consumer right now is in a great position, in my opinion. $2 trillion of cash right now is in ordinary Americans' pockets all around the country. That's um, a record in American history. So if you're looking at that, we're coming out of the pandemic. Many of my clients haven't traveled in over a year, um, haven't visit, visited loved ones in over a year. And so if you're looking at a price online to buy an airline ticket you haven't seen your mom or dad in a year and a half, chances are you're going to pay whatever uh, that screen is saying. And so I think that uh, because of all the cash that's sloshed around the system in folks' pockets, uh, that uh, we have no problem paying whatever um, prices that these airlines are asking. Because Okay. So this dude says that there are trillions of dollars sloshing around in the pockets of ordinary Americans. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that, what are we up to now, seven subscribers we figure? Yeah. Okay. So... You know, I'm going to assume that our seven subscribers are ordinary Americans. Yeah. I'm betting that the Bezoses and uh, Trumps and, uh, you know, Zuckerbergs and whatnot of the world aren't quite listening to us yet. No, probably those top ten uh, TikTokers aren't either. No, no, we're the top ten TikTokers, exactly. So, yeah, the ordinary American is the dude who's facing the... 20% increases at the grocery store. The ordinary American is the person who's paying double doggone near for their gas as opposed to what they were, you know, a year ago. Uh, the ordinary American has simply been trying to survive the unspecified virus of unknown origin and it's two years of almost of chaos that it has wrought. Um, I don't know exactly what rock this wells fargo dude has been sleeping under well but... if you notice too one of the things he said is he knows this based on his clients are his clients really the average american hell no 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 the average there's... american doesn't have a vp wealth investor of wells fargo no on their short or long-term payroll I'm just guessing. No, no, that dude's got the millionaires and the billionaires that he's talking to. Uh, none of us are going to walk into a Wells Fargo and say, I want to speak with VP Mark. And they go, okay. Yeah. No, that's that's not going to happen. You're going to get the local banker who is also struggling to survive and thrive as best he can. And it's it's frustrating to me to listen to stuff like this because it shows you just how disconnected um, so many of the uh, higher ups are and how disconnected big banking is from the rest of us. They honestly think that there are trillions of dollars just sloshing around in the pockets of an average American. I don't see it. Well, uh, and is Delta really a good example of an average American company? Because he made the, the statement that because of the virus of unknown origin, that people haven't seen their loved ones in one or two years. And that's probably the case for a lot of average Americans. I would guess that is honestly true. But buying a plane ticket and buying groceries are not the same thing. No, no. you got to put so much money into just surviving. You know, and that, 
that's concerning for us because there's nothing that that we sell in any of our businesses that is a necessity no no everything we, we sell wants yeah we sell wants so you know for us this kind of economy you know we're, we're figuring out ways to make it work because you know we're cool like that yeah but it's it's not optimal it's not ideal because again there's nothing that we offer somebody that they're like i can't live without that no you know our stuff is wants it's not needs but so much more of the dollar that is in your pocket has to go to simple needs food energy those are the the biggies and um you know in a lot of cases health care so there's not this extra money to play with despite what this big banker thinks and that just well, so highlighted disconnect for me well and we had talked about it before you and i that there definitely was trillions of dollars pumped into our economy from the government oh yeah no, because yeah. We're in a ton because at one point nintendo for example was more than double its msrp so there were some people who chose with their money that they got to go and have fun. Yeah. No, it definitely happened. But what did everybody else do with that money that couldn't afford to go and have fun? Well, there was a couple of things that happened. You either... Did they go and buy plane tickets? No. No. You either used it to survive, or if you had enough money to survive, you used it to have fun. Or a few more frugal people, uh, I think we were kind of among them, tried to put some of it away because we knew this thing wasn't going to be as short-lived as everybody thought. Yes. But now you've got a situation where, I'm sorry, the average American does not have money sloshing around in their pockets. No. Prices continue to go up because in order to try to save the economy, we destroyed it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that there's a recovery there, but we'll see. And, uh, you know, and Big Bank is like, hey, guess what? There's all this money. People will pay whatever they need to just to do the things they want to do. It's not that simple. No. You know, you can... You can sit here all day long and say, oh, it'll be fine. Not a problem. Nothing to see here. Oh, there is something to see here because the average American is just not going to be able to pony up double for a plane ticket. Right. Not when they were already, you know, for us to fly across country to see our families like 400 one way. Yeah. You know, it's it's not that simple. That cost of living type adjustment doesn't come through in everyone's business, whether you work for yourself or not. We were talking about that with... We talked about the grocery ad as an example, but we actually were bantering about that with our cashier who worked at the grocery store, and this was as much on her end as it was on ours, talking about how much the prices have increased, and yep. that she hasn't seen a comparative increase in her financial success working at that company throughout these price increases to even be able to feed her own family. No, that's very true. And the part of my Facebook post that I didn't share, too, uh, at the very end, I said something to the effect of, uh, okay, now I'm going to go to our website and raise all our prices. Yeah. You know, which, of course, I can't do. No. Because we already need to be cognizant of the fact that people have less money to spend right now because they have to put more into the needs. So I can't sit here on our wants and just start cranking up prices to offset. We need to find ways to sell to more people and offset it that way. Um you because know, we still have to be competitive in what we sell. Yeah, yeah. Because we can't weather it like the Walmarts and the Amazons because we're not sitting on piles of cash. No, no, we're not. So what we have to do is we have to work harder, which I think, dear listener, is probably the same situation that you're in. You've got to figure out ways to work harder 
and smarter now to get more customers and uh, pick up make, gig jobs or whatever yeah. the case may be. Yeah, you got to figure out ways to to cover this because it's not just as simple as you know cranking up your own prices if you run your own business, uh, especially if you're in like a scenario we are where it's uh, where it's wants that you sell and not needs. Well, and you're so. not going to go into your employer and say I demand twenty percent increase because this is what you're charging your customers now. Nope, that, I think it'll work that wouldn't gonna that's not going to go over well. Nope. So yeah. I was really disappointed to hear that. Not shocked, though. I mean, there's such a disconnect between what's going on in big business and what's going on in average America. It's unreal. I mean, we're we're so bifurcated right now. It's ridiculous. Does that but, make you want to start banking with Wells Fargo? No, it doesn't. Actually, I was just about to say, if anything, this encourages me more and more to encourage people to bank locally. You know, find a credit union, find a small bank, places like that where you can connect with actual real human beings that might understand what's really going on. And might put some money back into your own local economy. Exactly, because it's real clear that uh, Wells Fargo doesn't understand what's going on because, hey, as far as they're concerned, we all have money just sloshing, sloshing around. around. So, so I'm going to let you take a moment, dear listener, and count all that money that's sloshing around in your pockets. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. Soul of Wisdom. Soulwisdom.com is where you can find us. Did you, dear listener, take our advice and count up the money that was sloshing around in your pocket while we had that short little break? We did. I came up with $2.12, an aspirin, and a fuzzied up paper clip. What'd you find? Oh, Effie? there's always fuzzy paper clips at the bottom of my purse. But no, I had somewhere closer to that like 12, 1250 range. So I actually had a couple of bills. You're holding out on me. I am. <laughs> Yeah, so quick story about the producer wife. She is known to like hide small amounts of funds all over the house. And then it's like a it's like a game to try to find it, but I gave up that game years ago because her hiding places are just too good. So. Yeah. But it's great if we have an emergency. She's like, "Ah, I got that covered. Give me 20 minutes while I gather it all up." <laughs> <laughs> I've currently uh, learned that from uh, um, relatives who had weathered world wars and stuff. Apparently yeah. it's it's hereditary in my family. Yeah, your background's like old world Eastern Bloc Europe kind yes. of, yes, kind of background. Is. So yeah, no, those people had to had to really try to survive there. Um, but yeah, I was thinking with my paperclip that I found that I could be like that one dude that traded up to a house. Yeah. So maybe actually, that's what they talk mean. About, we could talk about that. So when they're talking about the money sloshing around in your pocket, it's actually the value of what you have in your pocket and what you can do with it. Yeah. Okay, so I just misunderstood. It's just I'm not motivated enough. No. Okay. Well, let's... It's all work. your fault. It, everything's my fault. We know this. That's just the way it is. Okay, so to continue our discussion about rising prices and inflation and everything else, another article i came across today which was interesting there's a place called lamar's donuts if you are 
kind of in the center of the American universe or a little bit left coast, you might know them. They have 26 locations across five states, uh, Arizona where we are, Colorado, Kansas, Missouri, Nebraska. We've had Lamar's Donuts a few times. They're not bad. No. I don't think they're like the... the they're not my favorite donut yeah, that I've ever had not, from they're Arizona. They're not the donut with the mostest. That's, that's actually a little place that was by the house that we used to live at. Correct. Yeah, I don't remember what the name was, but doggone, they were good. They were really good. But you'd also pay like $30 for a dozen. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that was even before inflation. That was a premium donut location. Yeah. Yeah. That was like the Starbucks of donuts. Yeah. But I still prefer Dutch Brothers. Okay. So anyways, article about them that uh, is floating around the interwebs. They have announced at their corporate locations, at least, that about two-thirds of their locations are corporate. The others are franchised. At their corporate locations, they are going to have, get this, a 20% price increase, and that's going to happen all at once. They're going to open up, and the next morning stuff is 20% more. That aligns perfectly with what we said about the grocery app. Yeah. No, so I I think that's the national number. Everybody's got to go by 20%. Except us, because then people will just stop buying. Yes. But donuts aren't a need. No. So I'm curious to see how this works out for them. So let's keep that in our back pocket and maybe talk about that more. Because what they're going to do is they're going to take the 20% and they're going to use it to raise employees' wages and cover uh, increasing costs. And this is all brought upon them because they had an employee walkout at one of their locations. They actually had to bring people in from their Denver location to cover this other location. Oh, wow. Because it was, uh, (laughs) otherwise they weren't going to be able to open. So they had to like, I don't know if they bust them in or flew them in or whatever. Uh, It was Overland Park, which I think Overland Park's in Kansas. We made USAA Bank for members like Cassie. Okay. Ignore that. I hate it when pop-up ads come up when you're trying to read an article. Yeah. That's oh, well. the worst. We're not editing that out. We're moving on. Caught it quick enough. You got a bonus commercial in there. But we're not going to get we're not going to get like uh, monetized for that, are no. we? We're not going to pay us. USA is not going to pay us for that. Ah, Snafu. Oh, well. Whatever. So anyways, um so they had this walkout and that prompted them to go and do this. So get this. They're going to raise their wages, though they haven't exactly said how much. Just that they're going to Uh, raise their wages to help support their employees more. Uh, If you simply go and apply for the barista position and do an in-person interview, they'll throw you a $25 gift card so you can walk away with a couple of donuts or whatever if you want. Uh, That's really desperate for just applicants then. You think? Yeah. They are giving a $650 bonus to a new employee who stays for 180 days. And if there are current employees who refer people and the people they refer stay six months, the current employee will get $500 for each person they refer. So that's quick math, 11 something, correct? That they're paying for that, potentially for that 180 day, six month employee. Uh, yeah, 11, 11.50. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, oh, and the $25 gift card. Oh, yeah. So 11.75. Don't, don't underestimate the power of the gift card. Yeah. Um, I mean, that might make me want to jump ship here for six months. Yeah. Just for the gift card alone. So I'm frustrated by this on multiple levels. Um, (laughs) Not even completely sure where to start. But the first thing that frustrates me is I'm not exactly, just to 
dovetail back to this because we were kind of going there before. I don't understand how it is that a donut chain who has wants, not needs, is going to be able to just overnight go up 20% and have that work out for them. Um, well, I think the unsuspecting customer might pay for it the first time and question it when they go to pay for their order. Like, yeah. why is this so much more than it was just last week when I was in here for my weekly donut purchase? But that person might not continue to go back. No, no, they're going to have to. subsequent weeks. Yeah, they're going to have to make a choice there because, um, you know, it's like we were talking about in the previous scenario you know the average american does not have all this money sloshing around their pockets and well the wells fargo ceo thinks that people will pony up vp not ceo oh vp okay my bad maybe the vp maybe the ceo knows better than the vp but i highly doubt it no but anyways so he thinks that but we, people... we don't know his opinions for sure so no we don't we're only speculating here allegedly <laughs> anyways you know it they don't have the money sloshing around so it it's fearful to me for businesses to especially again when we're dealing with wants not needs to continue to up their prices um at kind of ridiculous amounts especially all at once i don't see i don't see this working out for them well in the wrong in the long run and then what have they got they've got not a 20 percent uh overall revenue increase no there's no way no no, be, for that to work, they have to maintain their current sales level and their current customer base, and I don't, I don't see that happening. And, you know, what's going to happen with the employees? I mean, look, we're capitalists. We want everybody to succeed. We want everybody to thrive. But there has to be some realism here too, okay? If you've got, I don't know what Lamar's is paying, so I can't, I can't speak in specifics. And but every if, state that they're in obviously has a slightly different state yeah. minimum. But I mean, if you've got Donut Dude suddenly making 20 bucks an hour or something like that, I mean, good for him if he can get it, but how sustainable is that? Yeah, and I mean, even short term, they might be able to pull over a high paying, um, like a higher end cashier or something, even from Walmart, who already pays above minimum wage. But is that person really going to find out that the grass is greener? Yeah. No, it's, it's grass is always a different shade of brown. It just kind of depends on where you go. But, you know, they're going to have to cut back. You know, you can you can have a business that's like, okay, we're going to go ahead and raise employee prices, but ultimately you still ha or employee wages rather, but ultimately you still have to make your well, bottom line. Well, it's the employee line. prices too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah, well, it kind of is prices because they're paying them bonuses. But and giving them gift cards. But essentially, you still have to make your balance sheet work. You still have to make the bottom line. So they might be raising employee wages, but at some point, this whole scheme is going to backfire. Their sales are going to go down. Their customer flow is going to go down. It has to. So what's going to happen is, is that these people are going to start cutting back in these locations where they might have been running it with 10 employees and are now going to run it with eight. Yeah. Which means service levels are going to go down which means employee morale is going to go down because they're going to work harder and they're going to know a couple of their friends got sent away. And if they don't work harder, they might be next. And suddenly they're going, well, I'm only making $20 an hour and I'm working this hard. Now I need 25 because there's not an overall understanding that just because you make more money doesn't mean that that money is going to continue to have the value because again, inflation, you know, the prices increase that, 
that wage increase means less and less. It's just you trying to keep up. And the whole system just ends up kind of feeding back on itself. But as it's feeding back on itself, I feel like it's burning businesses and it's burning employees. And nobody's going to win in this at some point. And the, the businesses that are going to get burned, unfortunately, are the smaller businesses because oh, yeah. the Lamar is a chain Lamar's. I would not consider them to, you know, be a competitor, a direct competitor of Duncan. No, no, they're no Duncan, they're no Krispy Kreme, they're no anything like that. They're just kind of a, a regional place that, that offers a good product, but, you know, they don't have, I wouldn't think anyways, they don't have millions upon millions sitting in the kitty able to weather, you know, these kinds of storms. But uh, people who get weekly donut orders, are they going to... Maybe they don't cut out their donuts altogether, but maybe they look at one of those other chains mm-hmm. who's big, who is sitting on the ability to weather the storm a little bit and hasn't raised their mm-hmm. prices. Or instead of getting a, the coffee to go with the donuts at Lamar's, now they're just going to get a coffee maker yeah, and hand load themselves or something like that. I just um, Upgrade I don't... Upgrade for the office or yeah. whatever. Well, it's cheaper yeah. in the long run than to try to keep doing this. Or maybe Get a the, nice Nespresso. Or maybe the... Not uh, sponsored. Yeah. Or maybe the donut stop, you know, suddenly happens at the local Walmart or Kroger or Safeway or something like that. Or, you know, and then the rich just keep getting richer there. Yep. Which, you know, the conspiracy theorists, I suppose, could argue that that's the plan anyways. But I don't know. At some point, this madness has got to come to an end. I'm not exactly sure how it comes to an end, and hopefully it doesn't come to an end as an absolute uh, dumpster fire, but it kind of feels like that's how it's going to end, is the dumpster fire where all of this ends up collapsing upon us. Um, so, hey, I, you and know... And we're left with fewer and fewer choices as a consumer. Yeah. So we can't tell you if you're in business what to do with your personal business consult with your financial people whatever you need to do but i'll tell you what we do and we try VP wealth management yeah 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 get the get the vp from wells fargo he'll hook you up but no you gotta i think you gotta start planning ahead about being very frugal making sure that you have money in the kitty running your business as lean as possible because uh if this kind of stuff continues the times are going to get harder and harder and only those who are strong and do everything they can frugal enough to survive it will be the ones standing at the end other than amazon and walmart and kroger and costco yeah and that's about it depressing sorry well, speaking of to, speaking of local business chains just as a quick mention um our one of our local business um grocery sold off this week didn't they? oh yes 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 here in arizona we have uh a place called Bashes, and Bashes owns Food City, which is more of a discount grocer uh, who uh, specializes in more Mexican. Yes, yeah, specializes in more Mexican kind of fare. And then they have AJ's, which is like a high-end grocer, which you'll find over in places. Fine foods. Yeah, you'll find them over in like Scottsdale and stuff like that, where I, I think they actually card you when you go in, and you have to have like a seven-figure income to go in yeah. there. Somehow we snuck in once or twice, though. We knew the bouncer, I think. Anyways. But they always uh, do nice wine tastings. Yeah, they do. Right in the grocery store. Their wine, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can go in there and get drunk for free. It's cool. But no, it's, um, yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. They actually 
have been, they call themselves the hometown grocer. And I believe it's been around since like 1932 or something yeah, like that. It's a long time. Yeah, it's almost 100 years. And they have had to sell off now to a, um, a holding company out of California, California that runs a bunch of regional grocers uh, because they can't go it alone anymore. The costs of doing business, they can't keep up with the national chains anymore. And if they didn't do something, the whole thing was going to die. So, you know. So they sold. Yeah, and it's funny because they said in the announcement, nothing's going to change. We'll have the same amount of employees. No stores are going to close. Yeah. They can't Wait control a week. that. Yeah. Wait a week. As soon as no that other place is in charge, they will start running through the books and we'll see what happens. People are going to lose their jobs. Stores are going to close. Stores will close, I guarantee and, it. Uh, that's no good. So yeah, like I was saying, a little bit depressing, uh, but you know, we don't dance around the truth here. It is what it is, and we all got to be strong to survive it. Hang tight, take a break. We'll be right back. Congratulations, we are back, and I say congratulations because you have made it to segment three of episode three of the Soul of Wisdom. Visit us, soulofwisdom.com or soulofwisdom.com. Either one will get you there. They both direct you. Yeah. Soul spelled S-O-U-L-E, though. Don't forget the E. We're playing off of our last name here, so play along. You can email us questions at soulwisdom.com. Follow us at soulwisdom. If you have not subscribed to this podcast, if you have not hit the like and uh, notification bell and subscribe and stuff, if you're watching on YouTube, if you haven't left us a review, yeah, you know the drill. You've listened long enough. You got to be sure to get that done. Hook us up. Helps other people find us. It really does make a difference. So you got to, you got to do that for us. We beg, we plead, we demand, get it done. Please. The voice of God agrees. <laughs> <laughs> I call it the voice of God, by the way, because uh, if you are watching on the video side, you know that uh, the producer wife, Beth, never appears on camera. That is by choice. I'm not trying to hide her. She is beautiful, but she chooses not to participate visually. So thus, if you're watching, there's like this voice of God that comes in from time to time yes. to set me straight. Thank you for setting me straight. What keeps our camera set up easier, too? There you go. Well, by the way, fact check that we did while we were on break there, too. I was correct when I talked about bashes and the fact that I thought they were uh, around since 1932. I hit it spot on. Correct. They were 1932. And we were also talking about uh, what a uh, land mine, battlefield, whatever. Grocery store arena is here. Yeah, the grocery store arena in Arizona is horrible. We had this uh, grocer from, I believe it was Oregon, called Hagen. And they tried to move in about four or five years ago, and they lasted all of, like, nine months. They bought up a ton of grocery stores and, like, closed them fast because they couldn't make it work. Uh, We had Fresh and Easy, which was actually uh, something that Tesco was trying uh, on the left coast here, and they didn't make it. Uh, Hagen is Washington. Hagen is Washington. Thank you for the fact check, producer wife. Uh, Also, the... uh, uh, smart and final which is an ongoing concern they're they're doing okay but they've had to i say okay 
but they've had to close a bunch of locations too. I don't know what it is about Arizona, but grocery stores struggle out here. Uh, you know, I remember reading that um, our one of our biggest local grocers is called Fries, and they're actually owned by Kroger, and they were uh, a locally owned business that Kroger bought out, and they tried to make changes with their name and everything, and it didn't work. No. And they had to go back and rename all the stores Fries after they, I think they renamed them Smiths or something like that to align with what they got in California. Uh, but... Yeah, but the people just, rejected it. Yeah, they rejected it. It didn't work. We're an odd place for grocers. But whatever. Uh, what we really wanted to talk about in this final segment to try to tie everything together that we've talked about so far is, you know, there's there's inflation going on. And despite what our friend at Wells Fargo wants to tell us, you know, we are not all flush with cash to be able to deal with this. But it got us to thinking exactly what is it that we're getting for uh, our increased prices. Yeah. And I don't think it's increased portions. No. Whether I, at the grocery store or at the donut place or. No, there's the a local fast food. I'm having a little bit of a brain malfunction. Oh, it no, no brain malfunction over. They refer to that as shrinkflation. Oh. Okay. I was trying to come up with the word. That's the word. Shrinkflation where they might keep prices stable or just raise them slightly, but you get less for it. Have you noticed, for example, how we don't drink much soda anymore, but in the soda aisle they've tried uh, really hard to shrink down the sizes? Yeah, there's tiny little cans now that are, what, like 8 ounces or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, no, it's like a, you can get like a shot of Sprite now. Yeah. I, I don't like my Sprite in shot size, but you know, that's... I need like a manly like 64 ounce kind of sprite experience personally. But one, but of the, you... one of the indulgences we do let ourselves have is occasionally um, dessert aisle at the grocery store. And if you go into the frozen dessert aisle, you can definitely see the shrinkage and things. Oh, they, they actually sell ice cream in thimble size now. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen these little things? If you're looking at me on camera, I'm kind of demonstrating. They're like... Um, yeah, about like an inch tall, maybe it's, an inch and a not half. A, it's not a pint; it's like a couple of bites. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah, it's literally like bite size. You can um, you can fill a spoon maybe twice, depending on the size of your spoon, and that's about it. And they charge like um, anywhere from like one to three dollars. I wouldn't get our almost teenager boy very far. Oh, he'd need he like twenty dessert. of them. Yeah. Did you see him eat ice cream this evening? I did. Yeah, no, he took down like a whole pint, so you know, that that won't work. But no, it. it you can't deny, and this is the funny thing, you have people like the, like that, again, that guy from Wells Fargo, but you see it from so many others too, where they want to say, you know, it's okay, we're fine, nothing to see here, there's nothing going on. There most certainly is. And if you aren't noticing that when you are out, then you are blind. Yeah. You know, your eyes are not lying. Things are getting smaller and you are paying more in that combination i just i don't again the consumer has to feel cheated at some point yeah no it's it's absolutely frustrating because you know again let's just go back to the grocery store thing because this is something that everybody has to do regardless of where you're at in your business life your personal life whatever we all have to eat even if you can afford to have somebody doing the grocery shopping for you you're still paying for it yeah Every one of us has to interact with that particular store. <clears throat> Excuse me. So let's just continue with that with that idea. If you 
go to the grocery store, you're seeing that your sizes that you're getting are smaller, like bacon, for example. It is almost impossible to find a 16-ounce bacon anymore. Almost every, 12. Almost every brand has gone to 12, with the exception of, like, an occasional house brand. They've all gone to 12. Or those giant, gigantor packages where you get, like, a couple pounds all wrapped together. Yeah, and even those are smaller. They used to be, like... Um, Three pounds, right? Yeah. They Aren't they, to, like, two and a half Yeah, now? they're, like, two and a half. Or if they were two, they're, like, one and a half. Uh, and, you know... The, the bacon going from 16 to 12, that's a 25% reduction in size, but it wasn't a 25% reduction in price. No, we used to be able to quite often, through just good grocery shopping, find 99 cent a pound bacon. Yeah. I no. can't tell you the last time I've seen bacon under $4. Oh, you can still get it 99 cents. If you're buying a slice? Yeah, 99 cents a strip. You can do that. Yeah. That's possible. The deli might hook you up there. Yeah, no, yeah, you got to get it gotta get it from the deli which means you gotta wait in line yeah because number because that segues into the other portion of this is what are we getting for our money since we're putting out more of it we're getting less as far as service goes that's for sure the grocery store is also a very good example there man i won't go to the deli unless i absolutely have to because it, it can be a 15 20 minute wait in a not overly busy store because the last time I thought we were there at the deli, you and I together, I thought it was longer than 20 minutes. Oh, it could very well have been, yeah, because there was what? I think there was only one person or was it two? Whatever it was, There were it wasn't two people enough. working, but there was only one working at the counter. The other was in the back making like the rotisserie chickens. Oh, yes, yes, because, yeah, we don't want to help people. We got to do tasks first because that's the other thing that's going on. Um, <clears throat> anything that is customer facing seems to have become less of a priority for so many of these larger corporations yeah and again i'm going to keep picking on them and i don't care whatever you go to uh, a kroger which in our case is called fries or you go to a walmart or you go to a target or you go to any of these places and the workers that they do have they're focused on what producer wife um generally the other workers yeah yeah. Generally, they're very focused on having a conversation with other workers and ignoring the customers around them. Yeah. Except for the one um, lady who was cleaning up at the last one of the last times we were at Fry's, and she actually had her boyfriend tailing her around the store. Yep. Which yeah. was in front of her manager, who didn't seem didn't, to care. Didn't care. Yeah. No. It's so often the the workers in these locations they aren't doing anything, and they most certainly aren't helping you. A best case scenario is that they're out there working tasks. Yeah, it was the last time that we went to the grocery store in the, um, during the weekend in the afternoon and not later in the evening, there were lots of employees for Fry's who were on the floor for the first time in I don't know how long that I've seen, but they were all picking uh, or uh, picking the groceries for the pickup orders or the delivery orders. Yeah, They weren't helping the customers who are tripping over them in the aisles. Yeah, so um, a Danism, one of my main rules in business is there's nothing more important than that customer who is right in front of you who needs help right now. Yeah. Nothing, because that person wants to give you their money. Give them what they want so you can get their money, because that is the whole reason that your business exists. Yes. It's stupid not to, but it's amazing to me how many 
places we go into where they're focused on each other or at best they're focused on a task and they could care less about the customer. So there's no service experience. Half the time when we go to the grocery store now, we have to check ourselves out or at the very least bag our own groceries because they're not even, you know. Providing baggers anymore. Yeah, if, if they have baggers, they're all hanging out in a group talking or they're outside grabbing carts. Uh, they're not they're actually, not actually bagging. bagging. So, and, and the cashiers have no clue how to bag and they're too slow at it, so you end up doing it yourself. And again, this is kind of the frustrating piece is we're paying more and more all the time and we're getting less and less for it. And I feel like at some point, again, that has to implode too. You can argue that that these larger businesses can afford to weather this and make this happen, but there's a large part of me that has to believe that at some point the American spirit steps in and just says, I've had enough of this. Well, I feel at least like, I'm hopeful that that can happen because if it doesn't, um, you know, we might as well have the old Soviet bread lines because it's not that far off. Well, with grocery, again, it's a lot of need versus want. Yeah. So how many times have we stood in line just waiting for a cashier? This is sad, but it's happened multiple times now where the actual wait just to check out has been upwards of a half an hour. Yeah. And... Because there's one register open. Yeah. And and we don't live in a gigantic city or anything like that. We don't live in Phoenix proper. We don't live in Phoenix downtown. So, or Tucson or anything else. But those waits, the only other option I see is those people converting their orders to the pickup orders, hoping that they get better service that way because they're not in front of everyone's face. Or that they start ordering for like grocery delivery from places like Amazon. Yeah, which, you know, we're sitting here complaining about how big business is going to end up destroying small things. business. But, you know, we have to admit too that we end up going to Amazon because it's easy for so many things because the the local experience so often just doesn't doesn't fly. But I will say, if we find a small business that actually gets it done, uh, we'll frequent it. Yeah. Uh, especially with restaurants. We have a couple of places. There's like this taco truck. There's a Italian place. There's a sandwich place that are all nearby. and they That all, are not chains. They're not chains. They're locally run, locally owned, and their service and their product is tremendous. And, you know, Friday night is eat-out night with us, and we will go to those places before we will go to a chain because we appreciate what they're able to do. Yeah. But they still have customer service. Yeah, that's just it. And they have a good product. So there's a, again a big part of me that hopes at some point the American spirit just kind of steps in and says, No, Mr. Big Business, yeah, I'm not gonna take this anymore. You're not gonna get my dollar. Uh, and you know, dear listener, if you could participate in that and you could be such a person to say no more I'm going to put my dollars where it matters and where people actually help me and give me a good product. I think the more and more of us that do that, the more and more we have at least a chance of getting out of this hellish nightmare where we continue to get less and less and pay more and more because none of that makes anybody happy. This isn't, this isn't going to lead us to a happy place, to a satisfied conclusion. It, it's... You know, it's just going to be one more piece of the downfall of the American life and the American way. Yeah. And I'm personally not in 
any way interested in giving up on a great country that my ancestors built. Fun fact, there was a soul on the Mayflower. We have been here that long. So uh, I would say my family's got a little bit of stake in this. Yeah. You know. Um, I would say so. So, yeah, I think it needs to get better. I would agree. So do your part. Buy local. Buy from people who actually uh, will do something with your money because your money is not going as far, so you might as well give it to the people who actually care to receive it and who are willing to give you the best service for it. That is all I have to say today. How about you, producer wife? If you're not going to buy local, consider things like Etsy where there are small business shops that are artisans doing things for you as well. Yeah, we have an Etsy shop. Yes. Go to soulwisdom.com. It is linked there. So until next time, same bat time, same bat channel, we are the Soul of Wisdom, and we will talk to you soon. See ya. Bye.